the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump says he'll have a major announcement involving the Joint Chiefs today at the 119th Army-Navy game. Speculation about just what the Commander-in-Chief has to tell us from Warren Levinson. U.S. officials say the President will nominate Army Chief of Staff Mark Milley to be the next chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Milley would succeed Marine General Joseph Dunford as the nation's top military advisor. Dunford was nominated by Barack Obama in 2015 and renominated by Donald Trump two years later. His term expires in October. The officials reporting his nomination spoke on condition of anonymity because it hadn't been announced yet. Earlier in the day, Trump promised he'd be making an unspecified announcement about succession at the Joint Chiefs at Saturday's Army-Navy football game. And the president also said yesterday he would be nominating former Attorney General William Barr to serve in the same role. Barr served in that role for two years under former President George H.W. Bush. This is SRN News. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service to help folks maximize their Medicare benefits and save money. The enrollment period for Medicare has already started. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. It's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare service is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. The deadline for enrollment is just days away, so you need to act now. Call 800-735-8803. 800-735-8803. Everybody's doing it, and everybody's making money at it, except you. You're losing holiday business to your online competitors, and you don't know how to get in the game. Talk to us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness, even if you have none, and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales coming out of this season. We can design and implement all of your online marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your online advertising and sales. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now, there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. That's surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves. 
to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Good morning. Welcome, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Jobs Saturday. It's what we always do on the first Saturday after the first Friday of the month when we get the jobs report. 155,000 jobs created. You, you know the, this news from yesterday because you pay attention here on Business 1440. You listen to listen to our shows during the week and you listen here on the weekend. We thank you for doing that. You've got lots of options uh, during during a good Saturday morning. Uh, and if you're choosing to spend it with me with a cup of coffee, welcome, friend. I'm glad to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Um, 155,000 jobs is not a whole heck of a lot as far as people are concerned. Let me just tick down the last set of averages. Okay, 155,000 compares, gives us now a three-month job growth average of 170,000. We had downward revisions to both the both the October and September numbers now checking in at 119 for September and 237 for October in terms of non-farm payrolls. Um that's that's also versus a six month average of one hundred and ninety five thousand, a twelve month average of two hundred and four thousand. It was one hundred and eighty two thousand for the entirety of twenty seventeen. So we've now with that. So that's two hundred and four thousand in the last twelve months, and the only number that's shared between that and the one eighty two was twenty seventeen. And honestly revisions could erase that last 22,000 jobs when they go back and do some rebenchmarking in a year or two's time or it could even happen because there'll be there'll be revisions to the entire series that will come out in January uh this year and we'll talk about those when we get to job Saturday next month but this for this month right now that's that's where we are so the 155 is a little bit below the average not a lot again revisions can add Frequently, fifteen or twenty thousand jobs in one direction or the other, uh, versus the the preliminary uh, preliminary uh, print of this one fifty five. But it wouldn't change our minds too much to this extent. The rate of growth of the last six months has begun to tick down, and you're beginning to wonder what happens. Now, our story has always been here on this show that late cycle. And I, I and I I've been using the words. Let me be, let me clarify how I talk about this. Cycles have various phases. There's an early phase where which we often call recovery, which which is you've had a recession, you're just coming out of recession, you're trying to get back to where you were, and it took. And the recovery phase of this particular expansion at nine years was extraordinarily long. It really fe- usually we get. We get recessions that are V-shaped. This one was more of a U-shape for a while. We even talked about it being an L, so that it dropped and then would just stay at that lower level. We talked about that throughout 2011 and 2012. By 2013, we said, well, it's not an L, but it's a U, and it, the growth rate seems to be slow. We, we would hear people talk about a plow horse economy uh, where, where growth would be slow at, at 15 to 2%. Over the last year and a half, we've seen an acceleration, particularly on the manufacturing side. Manufacturing employment 
has done extremely well over the last 18 months. This is not a surprise. This has been a focus of the administration, and its trade policy and its tax policies have harmonized on that one idea that they would bring back blue-collar jobs. Now, that makes it very interesting, because in the household survey this month, all of the gains in hiring that were shown in the household survey accrued to people who held a college degree. That was that that was interesting. And hold on to that because I've got there's another fact in this that that makes me wonder what's happening in the in these data right now. But right in this particular moment, where we've been seeing this growth happening in manufacturing over and over again, the manufacturing number was up 27,000 additional jobs in the manufacturing sector. That felt pretty good. Where the drop happened was over on the construction side, where you had a $5,000 a 5,000 job gain in construction versus 24,000 the month before and 15,000 the month before that. And one of the things that I've been noting here on the show over the last few weeks has been been what feels like a slowdown in the construction sector, what feels like uh, a pickup in house prices and a slowing of, of home sales. And we may now be at the point where we wonder what's happening in terms of in terms of the of in terms of the construction sector. Particularly, uh, we have our quarterly business report. It'll be printed in our St. Cloud Times uh, tomorrow morning. So, so this is just a look from here in central Minnesota. I can give you a public piece of data. Uh, over the last year, construction employment in St. Cloud has risen by 6%. That 6% gain adds several hundred jobs to a job market that has about 100 to 110,000 jobs. If you take that, if all of a sudden that were to stop, the growth rate of our of, of our St. Cloud employment, which is growing it in that one and a half to two percent range, would drop down to a one to one and a half percent gain, and and that's that's a different kind of market. You saw yesterday that the various nowcasters uh, and the and the large investment banks were trimming their fourth quarter GDP forecast on the basis of these data that were reported by BLS yesterday. They were reducing their GDP forecast by one or two tenths of a percent so that those three and a half and four percent uh, GDP growth numbers that that uh, the administration has crowed about, the forecast for quarter four now is something that's around two and a half percent. And in one case, uh, the uh, New York Fed's now cast, which is usually a little lower than the others, they're forecasting 2.4. What's what's interesting to me is how consistent those data are. That no matter what kind of forecasting model you seem to be using right now, there's very small spread in that in that GDP forecast. That that creates two that creates for you sort of a sense first of all that maybe we know what's going to happen when we get to the GDP report at the end of January. But it also means there's capacity for great surprise. We'll talk a little bit at the end of this hour about about surprise in those data. But but the 
the the data that was reported the, in the goods producing sector this november number was the weakest number we had seen in quite some time and it's almost entirely on the side of construction employment rather than rather than on manufacturing manufacturing is seems to be perking along pretty nicely the the result by the way with slow but gr- slowly growing manufacturing uh, employment and GDP running at three and a half to four percent is to say would say that productivity in the economy grew pretty substantially over the last over the last uh, over the last uh, six months or so. And indeed, if I I'm trying to pull up, got too many screens open again today. Uh, <laughs> it happens, uh, but. Uh, the productivity sector, the productivity numbers appear to be pretty good, uh, and you two and a half percent growth of productivity. This is really important. Remember, remember that we've often said here that that if you want to know how well people's paychecks are holding up, what you really want to know is what's happening with productivity. When productivity growth is exceeding the growth of unit labor costs, the cost of hiring one worker one additional hour to produce goods, if they're producing 2% more goods and the cost of adding that person is only adding 1% to your wage bill, then businesses like that, that's an increase in their profit, profits, and they will tend to respond by trying to add production and add workers with it. That that's been happening over the last six months, okay. And along with that, uh, another piece of news that came out. We'll get to the we'll get to the other halves of the jobs piece in a moment. But the uh, the Institute of Supply Management's manufacturing index for November increased substantially. It hit fifty nine point three. So just a little a little tick of the numbers in there. Um, this index was the highest in August at 61.3 and 59.8 in September, then 57.7 in October, and now back to 59.3 in November. That's a good sign. Export orders are not doing well. This is the, this is the issue. Okay, the, the problem has been, and why I worry about having a manufacturing-led expansion is our trade policy is not helping our our trade policy is not helping i but the bigger issue is simply the rest of the world's economy seems to be slowing down brexit which we'll talk about a little bit at the in the next hour um china the eu has all kinds of stuff going on here that we won't have time to talk about today this is one of those days where I could have used a third hour of the show. Um, but there is there is little doubt that the U.S. is still the fastest growing economy of the major economies in the world. And when that happens, you tend to have an imbalance with, with, with trade where more goods are being pulled into the United States by a healthy consumer than are going outside of the United States to unhealthy foreign consumers. Okay, the UK is in turmoil right now. EU is trying is responding to that, but it also has issues in Italy, uh, 
there's a new leader of the uh, of the majority party in Germany that was chosen yesterday. All of this is happening, and and that is that is slowing the ability of these other countries to grow. We okay, China, regardless of the trade of, of the trade war, China's growth is struggling right now. The only country not in this whole conversation is Japan, and Japan has issues of its own too, which which I would need a four-hour show to get to. But the the upshot of that is we do not have external markets really to send goods into, with the exception of Mexico and Canada. Those markets seem to be seem to be at least improving, and this new NAFTA I call it NAFTA one point one uh, or U.S. Mexico Canada agreement. They're they're the actual title of the of what was signed in Argentina last week, um, that that seems to have protected growth here in North America. But the United States is not going to have a thriving manufacturing sector solely on the basis of trade with its two partners to the north and to the south. Let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll we'll talk more about the jobs report and some other data of the week here on the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. Biggest holiday sale ever at Napa. Like a Black Friday sale every day with hundreds of items at their best prices of the year. Like a 26 piece screwdriver set for only $17.99. Just $17.99. See, just like Black Friday, but nobody gets trampled. So don't miss Napa's biggest holiday sale ever. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Offer ends 12 31 18. Financial markets cannot handle rising rates. As interest rates rise, stocks and bonds will come down. My name's Adam Barada. I'm the co-owner of Advantage Gold and the author of the now national best-selling book, Gold is a Better Way. Everything that's happening right now, I predicted. In a webinar seen by thousands, it's why the book became a national bestseller. Watch it and learn why stocks are set to collapse and why gold is going to soar to over $10,000 per ounce. If you have an IRA or 401k with over $100,000, I want to send it to you right now for free. That's right. Directly to your phone. No questions asked. Just massive value. Text the word winter to 49776. That's the word winter to 49776. I'll immediately send you the presentation right now. Text winter to 49776. If you're an investor, you got to see this. Once you do, you'll want to change. And from there, we at Advantage Gold hope to earn your business. Text WINTER to 49776. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too. Until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, 
You should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it. Trust me. Call AIG Direct for a free, no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now. 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few. The proud. The Marines. Welcome back to King Daniel Show. This is 1440. Job Saturday here, the last Job Saturday of the year, and of course people getting ready for their Christmas holiday. Um, we are we are talking about the jobs report. We are talking about about reactions to the jobs report, uh, and we will uh, we'll we'll share a few more of those. But let's go through the basic numbers, uh, the rest of the basic numbers that are in there. Average hourly earnings, okay? People have been concerned about what's happening with wages. They continue to be up about average weekly earnings are, are stuck right now at about a 2.8% gain because while, while uh, average hourly earnings rose another $0.06 cents and are up 3.1% year over year, you had a downtick in uh, in the number of hours people are working. And... W- and I, I may speak more to that uh, with regard to our with regard to our quarterly business report here. Uh, uh, per, per, maybe maybe today, maybe next week, depends on how far I get get through this through the data. I mean, there's just a swimmingly large amount of data to, to look at here today, and 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 lots of other things to talk about. Um, anyway, the any anyway the, the the story then is that weekly earnings are up two point eight percent. If I use the weekly earnings number as my basic gauge for how labor is doing, if that number is rising on a at a rate that's faster than the growth of the growth of uh, consumer prices, then you can say that people are actually getting real gains in terms of what they're working. So you, I, I I hear people report the hourly wage number, and and I say yes, but that doesn't count benefits. I hear people give me the hours number, and I say that's possibly skewed by hiring new workers and cutting back on overtime we really should just go ahead and look at what the overall number is instead and what i and so what i see is that that 2.8% number that's a bit of a slowdown and i really think that if you want to understand if you want to understand what the long run what the long run path of uh, of nominal gdp will look like you have to you have to build it off that number of weekly earnings, uh, because of course labor is about two thirds of GDP as measured by income, and so two thirds of that number is growing at two point eight percent. That's that's worth paying attention to. Now, the other parts, rent and profits and interest, are growing at a faster rate. So it does not mean I think nominal GDP is only growing at a two point eight percent, but it's not going to be sufficient to give you 
a growth of nominal GDP of 55 to 6%, which I think is what would be healthy in a 3% to 3.5% GDP world, I you know, you would you would think you'd get something that'd be closer to that, to closer something in the mid fives, and there's almost no way you can get to the mid fives on a sustainable basis when people's paychecks are are growing at less than three percent. That's that's the point there. Um, if thinking about underemployment, uh, if you're thinking about underemployment, that's that that number, the U six number, rose by two tenths percent. But the labor force participation rate did hold steady. The employment-to-population ratio, I believe, also held. I've got the wrong screen. Uh, the employment-to-population ratio did hold steady as well at 60.6%. That's up half a percent from where it was a year ago. Um, that's been healthy. Look, we've been pulling more people into the workforce. Okay, this, yeah, there's there's good news and bad news in this jobs report. I tell, I say that every month. I might as well put that on. That might as well be the vocal macro on my keyboard. Okay, there's both good and bad news in here. But but the the good news in this is not as much as I had for you a month ago. Meaning the bad news in this is a little bit greater. The real question, I think, is what's the re- what's the resulting impact going to be on policymakers as they think about where the economy is going? Now, because of the elections and because the result of the elections are that are that we're going to have a Democrat uh, House of Representatives in in Washington and a Republican Senate, we're going to have the same thing same thing here in the state of Minnesota. Uh, we have a D, we have a DFL House, a, a GOP by a single vote in the Senate. Um, the 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 result from that will most likely be that we will have very little in the way of fiscal policy. Um, here in Minnesota, we'll we'll hear people talk about it uh, about the potential for a tax increase uh, to on gas to support transportation. I don't think if the economy slows down that there will be enough of a constituency for that 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 it will happen. Yes, the state came out this week and said we have a surplus for the next biennium of one and a half billion dollars. I I get that. Understand this about that number. The November number in terms of what actually will be passed by the legislature and signed by incoming governor Walz in May is meaningless. They'll look at the number, they'll talk, they'll talk, they'll talk, they'll talk, they'll talk, and they'll wait until the, the next forecast comes out, the February forecast, which actually probably, I don't know the date that it's released, but I think it's released in the first week of March. Then you'll know what happens at the state level. You won't know what happens at the federal level for a while, but I think we can, be rest, we can rest assured that that uh you know speaker pelosi incoming speaker pelosi and the democrats in the house have very little interest in passing a budget bill that will that will do very much more than status quo they'll want to keep the lights on everybody will want to keep the lights on but but new things uh as long as uh as long as uh president trump holds to this Holds to this desire that you got to fund my fund the wall, which doesn't cost very much, but symbolically is is anathema to the to the strategies of of the Democrats in in the uh, U.S. Congress. 
uh, I think that uh, I think that you'll get you'll get very little there. So really, all the action is on the monetary side. All of the actions on the monetary side. Now, over the last month, there has been a real sea shift in what has been spoken about in terms of in terms of uh, monetary policy. Everyone assumes that the rate increase, the rate increase that uh, uh, for the end of the year at the December meeting, which will happen the week after this, okay, not not in the upcoming week, but but will happen, but will happen on the twelfth uh, and thirteenth of uh, of December, uh, not twelfth, uh, uh, excuse me, the the eighteenth, nineteenth of December. It's assumed that there will be a rate increase in there, although even for that. The action in the marketplace this week has moved the Fed Fund's futures market such that the market now says there's only about a 71% chance that they'll raise rates even now. Uh, after, after the upcoming break, I still got a couple minutes, but I, I, I want to hold on to that. We heard, we heard the Fed out yes, even on yesterday, on Friday, talking about whether or not there should be even be a rate increase now with one fed president saying no and another fed governor saying saying pretty much yes and 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 so we'll we'll talk about that but here's the thing what the market is saying right now what the market is saying right now is it's continuing to flatten the yield curve so that the so that the so that the spread in in the the spread between the two-year and the ten-year uh, 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 bond is ten-year uh, Treasury bond is now down around to thirteen basis points versus twenty basis points a week ago. So the flattening continued. Um, the the spread between the three-month and the ten-year sp- bond is actually now below fifty basis points. It was at sixty-four last Friday, a week ago Friday. So if you put those if you put those numbers together, you'll hear lots of people talking. You heard it early in this week about, oh my God, the yield curve is inverting. That means a recession is coming. Is a recession coming? Not in the next six months. Not in the next year, I don't think. In the next two years? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. The business cycle has not been repealed, and you can very well expect that at some point in the near future, you'll see more and more warning signs about a recession. But should you be acting on that recession just yet? No, this is still a late expansion. Okay, early expansion or recovery, then then a real growth phase, and, and which sort of ends with this mature, you see things happening. What we're seeing, and even in the jobs data, what you're seeing is late expansion. The rate of growth of jobs is slowing down. It has to because you've pretty much exhausted all of the labor supply that's available. Again, that that ticked back to 60.6. And I know, I know, we used to have a lot more workers from the population in the labor force. Well, let's talk about that. We'll talk about that a little bit after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show. On Business 1440. 
Have you ever considered how important a good night's sleep is to your overall health? Hi, it's Lee Michaels here for Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds. Have you ever heard the phrase, sleep well, live well? Well, besides all the wonderful health benefits and affordable pricing my friends at Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds offer, they would like you to call 763-325-5253 and enter the November sweepstakes for your opportunity to win your own Carbon Cool Adjustable Bed, valued at $1,600 and without any obligation or purchase required. Enter your name and address. They'll send you an information packet that will help you understand the many health and lifestyle benefits you can truly enjoy with your own Carbon Cool Adjustable Bed. Five different models, as well as many pricing options to meet your needs. Call my friends at Carbon Cool Adjustable Beds. They'll answer all your questions. 763-325-5253, 763-325-5253, and ask about their senior discounts, too. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? Or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service to help folks maximize their Medicare benefits and save money. The enrollment period for Medicare has already started. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. It's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare service is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. The deadline for enrollment is just days away, so you need to act now. Call 800-735-8803. 800-735-8803. 800-735-8803. We're running, uh, what, 200,000, 206,000 a month uh, for the entire year through November. That's pretty good. You know, last month was 250. This month was 155. I was really impressed with the manufacturing number, uh, which was what about 27? Yeah, 27,000. This has been a blue collar recovery, uh, the best blue collar job performance since the mid 1980s, and also the best blue collar wage performance. So I, I don't, I don't, know, I think it's a very decent number. That, of course, Larry Kudlow. 
um, uh, from the Council of Economic Advisors, excuse me, from the National Economic Council uh, uh, at in the uh, in the White House uh, in the Trump administration, uh, and he is talking, of course, about uh, the jobs report that we've been reviewing here. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for spending your Saturday with us. And the jobs numbers, again, 3.7%, constant constant on the unemployment rate, 155,000 jobs added, 161 in the private sector. The, the government sector shed 6,000 jobs. Uh, and and so with that, I I tend to think... I tend to think that uh, we've seen some signaling done by various uh, by by various folks in terms of what this means for the for the stock means for uh, the Fed. Um, I have in front of me. I've tweeted it to you. If you follow the show, if you want to follow the show, just uh, use Twitter. I know it. Twitter is supposed to be where people just yell at each other. We actually try to provide you information, and the way you can follow us is just uh, build yourself a little search. You. you, you, you just in the if you go to twitter.com if you've never used twitter before it's okay go to twitter.com and you think oh my gosh i'm gonna get all this bad stuff all right here's what you need to do just in that that search box you see it over there on the upper right hand corner see that little empty box type hashtag where the pound sign pound kbrs that pound kbrs is almost always sometimes other people try to use our hashtag but our we kind of we kind of camped out on that hashtag six years ago, and we've been there ever since. And most everybody doesn't use it because they see all the stuff that we post. It's why I post stuff regularly through the week to tell you, here's what I'm reading right now. Uh, you might want to pay attention to it. So I tweet, tweeted at Pound KBRS not terribly long ago, I, I think this morning, um, the a, uh, a tool that's used by the Chicago Mercantile Exchange to help people understand the movements in the fed funds futures market so this is a derivative product that that you can buy on the chicago mercantile exchange and use it to to look at predictions of of what the fed will do now here's what's interesting i want to read these data to you because i and i i apologize because reading data doesn't sound like particularly great radio but there's no other way for me to communicate this to you Right now, the Fed funds rate is at is at two to two and a quarter percent, or two hundred to two hundred twenty-five basis points. So when you hear me use basis points, that's one one hundredth of one percent. Uh, there's a little there's a little knowledge drop for you. You can sound you can sound really knowledgeable if when you want to say basis points, um, the slang on the street is beeps. Okay, so you just say beeps instead of basis points, and and people who are in finance like oh oh no slang. Mm. Um, and I, and I would note that just over the last week, the probability of a rate increase was at 82.7% as implied by the Fed funds market for what's coming in, coming at the end of, uh, coming at the end of the FOMC meeting on the 18th and 19th of the month. That has now fallen to seventy-one and a half percent. That's a pretty significant drop, and all of that gain has gone has gone to the likelihood that they won't raise the rate. So the probability that they don't, won't raise the rate now is more than one in four, higher than one in four. That's that's. 
pretty remarkable. That's all based on on the news that came out this week, the noise in the stock market. Okay, we'll talk next hour about about what the heck is going on with China, where where while they were clinking glasses in Buenos Aires, uh, a CFO of a major telecoms company in China was being arrested as she tried to change planes in Vancouver. Excuse me, Vancouver. And now the people in Vancouver are trying are are processing papers to potentially extradite this woman to the United States. Yeah, I'll, we'll give you more of that next hour. I, I want to talk about the Fed for a moment. Seventy-one and a half percent from from eighty-two point seven percent only in the last week. That is a significant move. Go out to the next meeting where you thought they might move. I have said, you've heard me say on the show, I thought there could be two, three, and potentially four rate hikes in 2019 because it was only, as we talked about last week, it's been only, it's only two and a half months ago where Jay Powell was saying, we're going to go to the neutral rate, the neutral rate is three, and we might actually go one or two steps beyond it. There is now... Um, a 55% likelihood that they will have a rate increase. They will have the rate increase next month and then no more, or that we'll be at a 50, 55% chance that the rate will be at two and a quarter, two and a half, which means they're 50 basis points below what they've said is the neutral Fed funds rate. A month ago, they there was a 52% chance that they would raise the rate to two and a quarter, two two. 2.75%. Now that rate is to that now that probability is down to 25.8%. So market participants market participants have been fairly clear on what what direction they're going. They're going toward the Fed softening. And not without reason reported in Reuters yesterday uh Jim Bullard was presenting at the uh was presenting a uh, a speech. Jim is, of course, the uh, uh, is the uh, president of the St. Louis Federal Reserve. Forgive the familiarity of of my calling him Jim rather than James, but but he is uh, he is a graduate of St. Cloud State. He graduated the uh, the quarter before I arrived on campus, but I met him when he was still a grad student um, at uh, at uh, University of Illinois, and um, and have kept track of him ever since he's been at the st louis fed for years and years as an economist and now currently is its leader and he said he said in a statement uh yesterday the quote the current level of the policy rate is about right okay and and said in addition, low employment at 3.7% is not likely to generate inflation pressure in a world where, quote, there is very little feedback at all between labor markets and inflation. Which means that he believes that, that rather than arguing there is, there is no Phillips curve, and therefore, no matter what you do, the unemployment rate can't change, um, any any boost to monitor money supply would just result in inflation. The monetarist story, he's arguing instead right now that you can add money supply and it will probably move the real economy for a while and won't feed back onto inflation for some time because 
the rest of the world is still in a in a deflation policy now because i know him and because i i visit with him from time to time i'm i'm actually being not terribly critical of that viewpoint i'll simply say it's not my view um he states that and he stated that information from inflation adjusted securities markets show investors do not expect the fed to make its two percent inflation target over time if you look at the tips market, the Treasury Inflation Protected Securities market, these are index bonds. The index bonds pay a rate such that the expected inflation rate is still less than 2%. So using expectations adjust using expectations from the Treasury market would say we're not at 2% even though the CPI data or the or the uh, PCE uh, the consumption price data that the Fed says it uses instead would indicate that we're still above that we're above two percent. If the expectations are right, then that means that the market believes inflation is going to come down, not rise. We'll see about that. Meantime. Um, uh, Meantime, Lael Brainerd, who was a, a Fed governor appointed by appointed by President Obama, was rumored to be the choice for the next uh, chair of the Federal Reserve. Had Hillary Clinton won won the presidency in 2016, said said at a, a meeting at the Peterson Institute for International Economics in D.C. yesterday, Friday, quote the path. The gradual path of increases in the Fed funds rate has served us well by giving us time to assess the effects of policy as we have proceeded. That approach remains appropriate in the near term, although the policy path increasingly will depend on how the outlook evolves. Okay, those last words, that last clause of the last sentence, is the signal that the Fed, particularly, particularly Chair Jay Powell, has been trying to give is, we're going to be data dependent. We're going to be as data dependent as we can be. I will expect that in the next, in the next uh, um, FOMC statement on the 19th, you will see a significant change in language. And then in the press conference, you will have Powell say, we are no longer pre-committing to a path for rate increases. So the market's idea of what should happen in March of 2019, I think is correct. And certainly my thought that three to four rate increases are going to come next year, I have to change that because the Fed is clearly saying we're, we're, we're thinking about a pause. I don't think they're going to pause on December. But I think it's very possible that without some significant pickup in, in GDP and with more jobs reports with, with numbers above 200, Save for that, I don't think the Fed's going to raise the rate in, in March anymore. I think this next rate will be there, which means we will stay below the natural rate for the foreseeable future. That is a very, very odd thing. Why would they do that? Have they, in fact, decided that, that they've lost their nerve in terms of, of trying to deal with inflation, which me, on a measured basis is above 2%? 
Let me give you some final thoughts about that coming up next here on The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. When will you take the time to think of and shop for her perfect gift? Go to Wicks and Jewelers. This is the season when the highly trained Wicks and staff really shines. They don't earn a commission, so they can focus all their attention on you. You'll be shocked at how easy they make it and amazed at their unmatched selection of diamonds and fine watches. You'll feel awesome knowing that you bought her exactly what she wants. Wicks and Jewelers Bloomington, celebrating 30 years of making Christmas brighter. Wicksandjewelers.com, open every day till Christmas. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except dry cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. More than a lotion, it precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. Find it at First Aid at Walgreens. Right now on thefishtwincities.com, you'll hear chestnuts roasting on an open fire and new favorites. Today the holy son of God is born in Bethlehem. We're the station that keeps Christ in Christmas, spreading joy all season long at thefishtwincities.com. Listen while you travel with the free Fish mobile app. Supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too. Until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife. So I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it. Trust me. Call AIG Direct for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472. You're finally thinking about retirement, and I'm sure you're wondering, do I have enough money to retire? Will I be able to take that trip, buy that special something, or visit the kids? Now is the time to get your arms around your money. Protect and grow your nest egg so you can live out your retirement dreams. Join us at Online Trading Academy. Call us for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, keyword OTA. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Say, just a programming note, uh, we, the next hour coming up, uh, we are we are departing early for uh, North Dakota State football at 1030. So 
so the the next hour's uh, uh, programming was was pre-recorded uh, live before a studio audience of one, uh, and and we will uh, we will, of course if you want to listen to the entire hour, here's how you do that. There's two ways. One, you could come back tomorrow because uh, Sunday our show replays, and and tomorrow you can hear the ten o'clock hour in its entirety, or if you prefer, you can, of course, go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, download the podcast, and you'll hear the whole hour that way, too. Next hour is all about, all about uh, China, the U.S., the arrest of this, of this woman. Who is, who is this Huawei that I keep hearing about? What is that? Okay, it turns out Huawei is getting a lot of attention from around the world right now, and not in a good way. Okay, I mean, think about that. If, if the Canadians, okay, who are nice, eh? Okay, the Canadians decide, you know, they take this nice woman who's changing planes at the Vancouver airport and say, uh, 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 come over here. Uh, we we want to have a word from you, w- word with you. And Jack Ryan is uh, sitting sitting in a room somewhere waiting to talk to Ms. Meng. Um, that that would be... Uh, that that. That's kind of unusual. It's kind of kind of big thing. Well, there was more to it than even that. And you can listen to all that next hour. Uh, that's coming up here on the King Banyan Show. Of course, of course. Don't forget uh, if you want to hear the music that uh, Andrew cues up for us to go in and out of our segments. You can go to Spotify, and in the search box, type, type Spotify colon user colon kycr underscore studio. Kycr, of course, is call letters for us here at Business fourteen forty. Uh, stu- uh, Spotify colon user colon KYCR underscore studio. You know what? If you do that, if you do all that work and you find where we store of it all, you'd be smart to follow that particular page and then be able to get the get the playlist just when you want it. Uh, anyway, we're glad glad to be with you. Oh, and one more thing, I got to mention this too. I want I'm not going to get to this this week, but I'm going to we're going to talk about this in a week or two's time. I got this wonderful email from uh, listener Ron, uh, and and Ron is asking about the impact of immigration policies on these on like these labor numbers, for example, um, and that would be that would be you know that would be a a very good talk. Is it is there enough jobs for people who are immigrating to the United States? And, and, you know, my initial reaction is to say, well, depends on who they are, but we're now currently in a world with under 4% unemployment. And maybe we just need all hands on deck. Um, we don't, we don't, we don't know that. So anyway, let me talk about, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to finish this hour though, by, by talking, by finishing our thoughts about, about where the world economy is and what the Fed is doing in reaction to that. Because I really, I really believe that the Fed would continue to raise rates absent the turmoil in Europe, the slowdown of China. Um, the, the, there is noise, of course, that comes from D.C., from elsewhere in D.C., and I, I know that they, they're concerned about that. They're concerned that, the, that uh, a, a brouhaha over tariffs uh, between the U.S. and China could disrupt things significantly but i don't think they can disrupt things as significantly as what's happening in brexit we'll talk about that the next hour too uh but uh the one thing that you're going to want to want to know from that is is you see stories that have 
be read by people at the Federal Reserve that include statements such as, such as, if there's a no-deal Brexit, then pharmaceuticals in the UK will be in short supply for six months because of the slowdown in the slowdown at the customs border that allow that the border between the UK and the EU. All right, I tell people, hey, you know, that's actually a choice. You can you you could find a way you could find a way to get to get pharmaceuticals in faster. Yeah, but they could smuggle bad stuff. Yeah, they they could be smuggling in smuggling in terrorists. Yeah, they well, again, these are choices you make. But the noise coming from there, the slowing of China of trade with China, all of that I think has caused the Fed to want to slow down. Is it justified? To me, to me because the my my way of thinking about what the Fed does is that it focuses first and always on the price level and on inflation. I would not have them back down. I would tell them. I would tell them to keep going. I would want. I would say that I would agree with Governor Brainerd rather than uh, President Bullard in this particular case. I think she's got the better argument in this one time. I say that with all due respect to to my colleague, uh, my 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 former St. Cloud State student but uh but uh, i think i think that's where it is but i do i think that's the battle that's going on so that fed statement's going to be really really interesting coming up here uh soon anyway we thank you for listening this hour we'll be back and we'll be back here uh, right after these messages with more of the king banyan show on business 1440 Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. This is Lonnie Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. The 2018 midterm elections were notable not so much for the so-called blue wave that washed over the House of Representatives, but instead for the way in which the results demonstrated how politically polarized we are becoming as a country. Liberal areas in the Northeast and on the West Coast supported Democrats more strongly, and states where President Trump did well in 2016, like Indiana and Missouri, voted more Republican. That's why the next Congress will give us divided government. At a time when we mourn the loss of former President George H.W. Bush, we also reflect on the ways in which principles like compromise, bipartisanship, and collegiality have seemingly disappeared from our modern politics. It's too bad. Because while we have political disagreements with others, we should always remember that first and foremost, ahead of the partisan labels or political beliefs, we are Americans first. I'm Lon He Chen. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hi, this is Tom Barrett, president of Lean Partners. We are fortunate to be celebrating 15 years of helping Minnesota companies dramatically improve their business performance. 
So we'd like to recognize a few of our awesome client partners by having them share their story. I'm Mike Kennison, Vice President of Manufacturing at Protolabs. Our core values of achievement, trust, and teamwork are centered around our key stakeholder, our employees. We realize that in order to create the most value for our customers and shareholders, we need to first and foremost invest in our employees. In three years, Lean Partners has helped us create and implement a leadership training program that is relevant and scalable across a broad set of our employees. The Lean Partners Leadership Training Program has made a significant impact on Protolab's continuous improvement efforts for both processes and systems, as well as talent development. Thanks, Mike. Are you interested in a customized plan to dramatically improve your business performance? Visit MyLeanPartners.com. That's MyLeanPartners.com. Business 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at Twin Cities Business. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.